Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. Thank you, Father. There is no love like the love of the Father. The love of the Father, it is not based upon what we do or we don't do. The word in the Greek is the word agape, and that is an unconditional love. You are loved today by the Father, not because of what you've done or you haven't done. You are loved today by the Father. Maybe you've never heard this before. But you are loved today by the Father, not because of what you've done or haven't done. You're loved today by the Father because of what He already did for us. That's real love. And so today, I just want to encourage all of our fathers. I want to just share a, a message the Lord's laid on my heart on this very special Father's Day. Father's Day is a special day. Dads, we love you. We thank God for you. We are blessed to have you in this church. You are the man. You are God's man. Yeah, come on. Even today in a society that has literally discredited the role of the man. I'm going to go ahead and preach. In a, t- in a time that we're living in where the role of the man is discredited, oftentimes even de-emphasized. I'm here to tell you when you understand the word of God and what God has to say about the man, the role of the man and the father in the house is paramount. You have been called, Dad, to lead your family. I want to just use Noah as an example. I want to ask you to go with me to Hebrews 11. And let me just say this. I'm, I'm so blessed to be a father. One of the greatest blessings in my life took place June the 26th, 2000. My millennium blessing was the birth of our firstborn and only son, Jaden, who I've already had a great Father's Day because I got all my family right here this morning with me. Sienna is here. She's up there, though, in the sound booth serving. God bless you, sis, for serving today. But, you know, Jaden has been gone. He's been in Dallas working, and he thought he uh, was there working with my sister and brother-in-law, thinking about pursuing a career in hair, cosmetology. That's what my sister does and has a hair salon there, a a chain actually. Her and my brother-in-law, God's really blessed them tremendously. So Jaden was basically apprenticing with them and learning everything. Well, about three or four months later, he just decided, Dad, I don't think hair is for me. (laughs) So he's back home, but that's okay. That's the purpose. That's what we do. Come on, we got to figure it out. Amen. So now he's moving on to the next thing, but I got to tell you, son, don't worry, I won't embarrass you, but I want to say something. I was out on the fr- uh, back porch this morning just going over my notes about 8.30 or so, and Jaden comes walking out onto the back porch, and he said, Happy Father's Day, Dad. And he handed me my Father's Day card from him. And uh, I've already had a great Father's Day. 
So, Dad, I believe you'll be blessed after being here today. So are you ready for the word today, church? Now, don't tune me out if you're not a dad, because this will minister to everybody. Come on, teenager, this will minister to you too, because we're going to look at some qualities that Noah uh, had that caused him to be successful. In fact, when you look at Hebrews 11, we all know it's the hall of faith. These are men and women that were put in the Bible, in the Word of God, for being great, for doing great things, for having faith in God, to believe God for the impossible. Come on. You know a little bit about Abraham. You know what he did. You know what Moses did. A man of faith led uh, the children of Israel out of bondage into the land of promise. But today I want to look at Noah. Hebrews 11, beginning in verse 7, by faith Noah, there he is, when warned about things not yet seen. In holy fear, what did he do? He built an ark to save his family. You know, Noah is mentioned in the hall of faith for simply doing one thing, saving his family. Dad, if you just do one thing on this earth, you can do a lot of things with your time, with your talent, with your resources. But can I just tell you, if you just do one thing on this earth, if you save your family, God's called you great. Let me just encourage you, Dad. One thing you don't want to do is get to heaven if you are born again. And I know many of us, if not all of us are. But dad, trust me, you do not want to get to heaven one day and say, I wish my son was here with me. I wish my uncle Johnny was here with me. I wish my daughter was here with me. If you do anything right on this earth, I want you to be encouraged today, dad. Save your family. That's what Noah did. He saved his family, and by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. I want to just use for a title, Noah, a successful father. I want to say something to you, church. You can be a male and not be a man. You can be married in here today and not be a mate. You can even produce a family and not be a father. I want to just show you some qualities, church. Not what I think is a great man, but what the Word of God tells us is a great man. Some qualities that Noah possessed. Number one, it's in black and white. I want to just show it to you. In fact, 2 Peter 2.5. Peter makes mention of Noah. And he said of Noah that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. You see that? Even in 2 Peter 2.5, Peter is talking and bragging about Noah. What was he? He was a preacher of righteousness. Dad, the first thing I want to say to you, it is paramount what is coming out of your mouth. You have been anointed to speak the word of God over your family, over your children. It's vital that you are speaking the word of God over your children. I could just see Noah in my mind's eye. We know he was called to build the ark. And we know it, that is a picture of salvation. The ark 
that Noah built is a picture because we know that during that time, the Bible says, if I were to read Genesis 6, 5, that there was wickedness. The wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil. And so as a result, not because God is a mean God and a bad God, it's because his creation had turned his back, their back on him. And oftentimes we're quick to look at the judgment of God, but what about the wickedness of men? And even when you really study what happened in the time of Noah, yeah, there was the wickedness of men, but the Bible says of Noah that he found favor in the eyes of God. So we can't just focus on the wickedness. I want you to focus on the favor of God because God is a good God. That's the whole point of the ark because he wanted to preserve mankind. He made a place for Noah and his family. And he, you know, the ark was not Noah's idea. The ark was God's idea. God spoke to Noah and told him, here's what's coming. And the Bible says Noah had, had to have faith of things he'd not yet seen. He had never seen what God came to him and told him. That's why he's in the hall of faith. Faith is believing when you can't see. If we could see it, church, we wouldn't need faith. And so Noah is a picture of trusting and believing in God. Not just speaking over your family, dad, but believing God for your family. Come on, even when you don't see it. You still got to speak it. You still got to believe it. See, because Noah was not only a preacher of righteousness. Yeah, even when he didn't even see everything. He, I can just imagine him building that ark, but yet all the while he was speaking the word of God. You know he had to face some backlash. You know during this time of, 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 of a great wickedness, you know they probably made fun of him. Noah, what are you doing, man? You're wasting your time. But all the while, the Bible says of Noah that he was a preacher of righteousness. Do you know that that's what we've been called to do in this time that we're living in? Is to speak the word of God, church. To let our words be seasoned with faith and with the word of God and with promise. Now is not the time for us, church, to, to feel like, oh my gosh, what, what in the world is going on in this, in, this, in this world? Now is our time as the church to rise up and speak the word of God. And let people know, wait a minute, it may be looking crazy, but there is an ark that you can come into. There is a place of safety. Noah's name means comfort. God is not mad at anybody today. He is the God of all comfort. And he made an ark so that he could bring in a family, yes, to preserve the promise that he had already made. To be fruitful and multiply. But you see, there had to be a man involved in the plan of God. Noah was willing, not only, not only did he speak the word, he lived the word. The Bible says he was a righteous man. I'll read to you in Genesis 6, 9. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. Come on. Blameless among the people of his time. Watch this. And he walked with God. Daddy, can I encourage you? Your talk has to match your walk. And your walk has to match your talk. 
I'm just helping you, giving you keys to become a successful dad. We see it here in the life of Noah. He didn't just talk it, he walked it. He walked it. He followed God's instruction. Noah was obedient. You'll find that in his account a couple of times. It says, and Noah did everything the Lord instructed him to do. I want to share with you a true story. In 1924 in the Olympics, there was a man by the name of Bill Havens. You can Google this. It's true. True story. Who had qualified to compete in the Olympics as a canoeist in Paris, France. And it was already decided that this man, no one could even come close to competing with this man as a canoeist with the rapids. And it was already said that he was a shoe-in for the gold medal. It was not even up for debate. He was that good. But as the story goes, just before he was to get on a flight, a plane to go to the Olympics... He got word that his pregnant wife was about to give birth to their firstborn child. And as a result, to the shock of the Olympic committee, they received a phone call from Bill Haven saying, I am sorry, but I am not going to be able to compete in the Olympics because my wife is about to give birth to our first child and I must be there for the birth of our son. And as the story goes, just days later, Frank Havens, his son was born on August 1st, 1924. And even though Bill had thoughts of what it would have been like to win that gold, he never regretted one day missing out on that opportunity to be there for his son. And as the story goes, little Frank grew up. And Bill poured his life into his son. They had an incredible bond and relationship. And as you could probably figure out, well, Bill showed him everything he knew about canoeing. They would go canoeing and hit the rapids together. And Bill, as an expert, an Olympic qualifier, showed him everything he knew about riding those rapids in the canoe. And, well, Frank got so good at it, his son... He qualified for the Olympics 24 years later. You got to hear this. He qualified for the Olympics 24 years later and in Helsinki, Finland, and he went on to win the gold. And the day after the competition, Bill, his father, gets a telegram from Frank, his son. And it read something like this. Dad, I just want you to know I'm coming home with the gold medal that you gave up for me. What I want you to see in that story, Dad, is Bill was willing to be there for his son. Can I tell you that's 99% of parenting successfully? Mom, this will work for you too. Be there for your children. You may not always do the right thing. You may not always say the right thing. But you can always be there. And you know what? Your children will never forget that. And I believe that was Noah. He was there for his family. He 
ministered to his family. He loved his family. He made sure that he did not get into that boat, that ark, that picture of salvation by himself. And what I love about that at this point in time, did you know Noah was 500 years old when God told him to build the ark? That brother was old. They lived older back in that time of the Bible. His granddaddy lived to be 900 and something, Methuselah. But at 500, he decided, I'm not going into that ark by myself. I'm bringing my family with me. And what I saw, I've never really seen this before in this story. Maybe it's because now that Cam and I are at an age of parenting now and where our children are not little anymore running around. They're growing up. They're getting older. They're dating. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. (laughs) But it's part of it. (laughs) We've raised them for this moment in their life. Come on. We have spoken into their life for this moment right here. Just like mom said it. Couldn't have said it any better. Dad, you're teaching your son how to be a husband. We're preparing them for this. We're more. I told Cammie just the other day, honey, we didn't just have children to enjoy them when they're little. We had our children to enjoy them when they are adults and older. And that's where we are right now. We're enjoying this season and watching them do what young people do. They fall in love. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not going. I'm just going to leave it right there. But it happens. But you see, that's part of it. That's fathering well. Understanding that you've put something in your son and your daughter, that they know who they are. Our daughter is not going out looking for validation from another man because she got that at home for the past 19 years of her life. That's all I'm trying to say. That's successful, not because I say, but because God's word says that's being a successful father. Be there for them. Speak into their life. you got to walk it too. Abraham walked it faithfully. And then lastly, here's what I love. The Bible says in Genesis 6-8 that Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Do you know the only reason Noah's children walked in favor? Was because Noah walked in the favor of God. See, even Paul said in the epistles, writing to the church, he said, many of you have teachers. We have many teachers. But he said, but we have very few fathers. I believe this, church. A teacher teaches. And thank God for good teaching. But a father not only teaches... A father imparts. A father is anointed to impart. I believe there is a divine impartation that takes place every time we come into this house. Because there is a father of the house. And I say a happy Father's Day to the father of this house. Our founding pastor who, like Noah, when he didn't see it, He knew that God said it. Are you sure God leave Duncan, Oklahoma and successful businesses to come to Sulphur and start a church? Good Lord, there's already 18 uh, churches here in Sulphur. Are you sure? When he didn't see it, he still knew that God said it. I'm preaching today. 
I want to help you, dad, mom, young person. It'll work for anybody in here today. When you don't see it, you got to know that God said it. And because God said it, Noah was obedient. And as a result, church, it caused for him to walk in the favor of God. He was favored. And I thought it was interesting that Jesus made reference to Noah when he was speaking of the end times. In Matthew chapter 24, what he said was, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be when the Son of Man returns. Church, we're living in that time right now. We're living in the days of Noah right now. And although we do not know the day and the hour when our Messiah will return to take his children home, the Bible does say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that that day, that is a real day that is going to happen. The Bible says that he will descend from heaven and with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God when it sounds, what did it say? He said, we, those who are dead in Christ will rise first, but we who are alive and remain shall be caught up with him in the air. Church, those of us who are in the ark of salvation, (laughs) those of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, do you know that you're covered today, that you're in the ark of salvation? I want you to see this with me. You know when those floodwaters broke on that day when the flood came. 40 days and 40 nights. And it wasn't sprinkling church. It was a floodgate that the Lord released in the earth. Rain, waters, literally consuming all of the earth and all of the inhabitants in it. But I got you. I want you to see this. But Noah and his family, because of his walk with God, because of his simple faith, in what God told him for his family. Although the waters were raging, come on, I know it's the time that we're living in. The waves are crashing. But I want you to see something. As long as Noah and his family were where? Inside the ark. Inside the ark of salvation. Those waves might have been crashing, but it never touched Noah and his family. Why? Because they were in the ark of salvation. They were covered. They were protected. And church, I've come with good news today. You got to know in this time that we're living in, when you're in, you're in. <laughs> and the Bible says that it was the Lord. Come on, let me teach you the Bible today. The Bible says that it was the Lord that shut them in. God shut the door, not Noah. God shut it. Somebody needs to hear that today. When you're in the family of God, you're in. When he shuts the door and you're in, you're in. I get it. Sometimes we fall. We don't do everything just right. But you got to know something. When you fall, you fall inside the ark. (laughs) Somebody got that back in the back. Come on. The ride might have been a little bumpy. I don't know if they had seat belts back then or not, but it might have been a little bumpy. But the, the point is, if they fail from time to time, they fail inside the ark. 
Come on, when you're in, you're in. The question is today, do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're in? That you are saved, that you are born again, that you have recognized your need for the Savior. Not everybody is going to heaven today, church. I got to make that plain. You're not going to heaven today, neither am I, because I'm a good person, because I'm a pastor, because I'm an American. No, the only reason I'm going to heaven today is because I am saved and I've been born again. I have acknowledged one day. There was a time in my life where I recognized I was a sinner and separated from God for all of eternity because of my sin. But yet I also came to know through the preaching of the word of God, like I'm doing today, that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. And just like we started with today, that's a demonstration, not that God does not love you or is mean. It's a demonstration that God does love you. The Bible says that God demonstrated his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, what did he do? Beat us over the head with a stick? No. While we were yet sinners, he demonstrated his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, he did what? He died. He provided a way in. Come to tell you the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is just simply this, is getting into the ark of salvation. That's the only thing that saves today. And once you've come in, wave at me if you're in. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let me ask you this. Then if you're in, my challenge to you, don't go by yourself. Who are you witnessing to right now? Who are you helping get closer to Jesus? Who are you helping? Who are you showing the way into the ark? Because that's a real day that's going to come. Judgment day. It's a real day. It was a real day for Noah, and it's going to be a real day for us. But the good news is this. We're in. Because we have a loving Father. So know this. Yes, we recognize that we're living in a time kind of like Noah where people just wanting to do their own thing, discredit God and discredit the Bible. The Bible is not real. Watch out. Be careful who you're listening to. Heaven and earth may pass away, but this book will never pass away. It has stood the test of time and it will continue to do so. Well, it was just written by mere men. You're absolutely right. But it was written by mere mere men who were inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. And it's something that we can place our faith and trust in. So today, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know that you're saved and you're in the ark, today's your day. It's the key to becoming successful in life. Successful as a father, as a husband. It's the key to becoming successful. So just remember this. Even though there is wickedness going on in our time, church, you got to know this. Just as in the days of Noah, the favor of God was poured out. 
So I've come to encourage you. We, we don't deny the wickedness, but we also, during this time, we don't deny the favor of God, the blessing of God. I pronounce it right now in closing over every family in this house. I pronounce the blessing of the living God on your house, on your family, on your marriage, on your ministry, on your gifts and your talents and your calling and all that God has purposed for you. Yes, we may live in a time of wickedness, but we are hear the word of the Lord today. We are also in a time where we are seeing unprecedented favor of our God because he is still, he was a good God then, he's a good God now. His promises were good for Noah and his promises are still good for us today. All we have to do is just believe. Accepted by faith. The word of God. That's the key church to becoming successful in life. And I pronounce it over you today. Do you receive the word of the Lord today, dad? Come on. Do you receive it today for your family? Well, let's give him praise right here, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just say this, because I'm a preacher and I'm going to take all my time I got. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, there is something else I did want to say. Dad and mom, but this dad's day, but this will work for both. The greatest contribution you may make to the kingdom of God right here today may not be something you do. It may be someone you raise. So raise them right. You'll always be mom and you'll always be dad, but you won't always be a parent. Hear that, mamas and daddies of little ones. You'll always be mom and dad, but you won't always be their parent. With parenting comes imparting and instructing. There is a time limit on that. The way God designed it, they are so impressionable when they're little. Why? Because God made them that way. Because when they're little, mom and dad, that's when they're soaking it up like a sponge. So make sure they're so, oh my gosh. So mom and dad, make sure they're soaking up the right thing. Oh, but it's so rough out in our world today, Pastor Manny. I don't even know if I would want to bring children into this time that we're living in. Let me encourage you. Does not matter what the world puts into them. What matters is what you are putting into them. Because you've been called to impart. And what you put in them, mom and dad, it sticks. It does. So I want to encourage you with that. God calls you great by just simply being the example. Being the dad. Being the husband. Raising your children in the way that they should go. It's an exciting time to be alive, church. God is doing great things right now in us and through us. Four or five people born again last Sunday. We believe that we're living in that time where the ark of salvation is opening up for all of those that still 
haven't made their way in. Would you bow your heads with me right now? I want to just simply ask you a question. I know this is... Maybe the case for most of us in here, we're born again. Pastor Manny, I hear you. I appreciate the encouraging word of being a success like Noah. But I want to just ask if there would be anybody in here today with every head bowed, eye closed. Maybe just one person, after hearing the message today, you saw, I believe, even in a more vivid way, the picture of salvation. It's even shown to us in the book of Genesis through the ark. I just simply want to ask you, do you know? Yes, you. I want you to draw a circle around yourself. I'm speaking to you. Do you know that you are in the ark? Do you know that that door has been shut behind you? That you're in, that you've done what the Bible says to do, to be saved, to be spared a place of eternal torment called hell. And to know that when you breathe your last breath, like mom said, we don't even know when that is. But we can know that when that day comes, we can know without any doubt where we will go when our heart stops beating. And for those of us that are in the ark, you can know with all assurance that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. Do you know, Dad, where you're going? Because I want to just tell you, your children are following your lead. If you're here today and you would just be honest, I'm not saved. I'm not born again. Teenager, I'm talking to you too. Oh, my goodness. This is your day if you don't know Christ in a personal way. If you don't know that you're in the ark, that you are in a right relationship with Jesus, that you've confessed him with your mouth is what the Bible says to do, and believe in your heart in Jesus Christ and that he was raised from the dead, dying on the cross for your sins. Do you know that your sins are forgiven? If you don't, you can know that today. The price has already been paid. The ark of salvation, the door is open for you right now. All you have to do is walk in by faith and placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, dying, giving his life, raising again the third day. Do you believe that today if you do and you've never accepted him? as Lord and Savior, but you're saying today, Pastor Manny, I want to give him my life today. I want into the ark today. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm saved, born again, that Jesus is my Lord. Would you just slip your hand up right now when I get to three? One, two, three. I see that hand. Anybody else? Lift it up right now. Lift it up right now. I'm just going to pray a simple prayer giving you an opportunity to use your vocal cords, your mouth, to say, Father, save me. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. If you're watching online, if that's you, you've heard the word of the Lord today. You can say on that comment button right now, that's me. I want in the ark today of salvation through Jesus Christ. All right, let's all say this prayer together, but this with every head bowed, every eye closed still.
Let's say this prayer. This is for the young man who raised his hand today. Would you just say this with me just to encourage him as he repeats this prayer? Would you just say this? Lord Jesus, I thank you right now for opening up the ark for me. For making a way for me to be in right relationship with you. To be forgiven. To be cleansed from all of my sin. Because you took care of it on the cross. You made a way. You paid the price. I confess right now with the faith that you've given me. I confess that you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. You are Lord. You are my Lord. Thank you. For saving me, I turn from my past and I turn to you. I am a new creation. I'm not the same person. I'm new, created in you. Holy Spirit, help me now to walk this walk to the very best of my ability. I choose today to be the man, to be the leader. You've made me to be. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Come on, I think we can give God praise right there. One more soul added to the kingdom. Oh, I think we can do better than that. Bible says all of heaven rejoices over just one. Hallelujah. Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed. Are you glad you came to church on Dad's Day?